this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by super fans with super fans for super fans. I'm your host, Buckles, and we celebrate our one-year anniversary. Of course, I've got with me my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, my man. We're back, baby. Back for another year. Yeah, yeah. A year of podcasting in the books. Uh, what did we cover? Four seasons last year, you know, Australian, two US and a UK season. Yeah, great fun. We learned a lot along the way. And um, 2024, bigger and better times for Survivor Buffs, Monsize and Banter. We're going to newer heights. We've got bigger guests lined up. We've got a, a whole new team behind us who want to get into the TikTok realm and all these things we have no idea about. But we have professionals on board now. And uh, we endeavour to deliver quality content week after week, and hope everyone is, uh, you know, keen to keen to get on board and uh, enjoy the ride. Mate, it's crazy the audio issues we had last season, uh, um, stumbling over our words, me saying way too many words, way too many times, <laughs> and now we're here, mate. There are people that believe in us and they're supporting us. And they obviously think that we're somewhat entertaining. I don't know where the fuck they get that from, but we just do this for fun, bro. Look, it is a lot of fun. And regardless of the fan base, our fans are loyal. And um, we know that the Australian Survivor season is where we get most of our fans listening. So we've got a really good season coming up, Titans Rebels. And um, hopefully it's it's going to be fun to talk about. And uh, we, we build our fan base and... and Get a few of the fans uh, to come on board and, and maybe share their opinions as well on the way, which I'm look, really looking forward to. We've got a pretty good uh, guest list lined up. A couple of weeks still free. So, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll be on the next podcast. And when I say you, I'm talking to the listener right now. Exactly, exactly. Uh, just a few housekeeping things. I just want to say thank you to Sam Green. He did the finale of Survivor uh, Season 45, US Survivor. Um, in my place, if I listened to it, it was amazing. The guy is gifted. He will be on this season with the both of us because I was jealous as shit that you got to talk to him by yourself. He is an amazing dude. He will be back. And I can't wait to talk to him about Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels. I also want to say for those Australian viewers, if you're looking for a somewhat similar season, a similar setup... UK Survivor had the Australian challenges with their own new UK spin. Obviously, we understand Australian Survivor fans don't always listen, to, don't always watch US, but UK is definitely close. The first few episodes, it's a new se- a first series. The first few episodes may be a bit of a draw, but I quote one of the best post mergers ever. It was brilliant, and I definitely recommend for anyone out there. But Enough about the old, enough about the last year. Let's get into 2024. Let's get into Titans versus Rebels. Yeah, Titans and Rebels. Uh, what a what a amazing theme they've come up with. It's almost like they've, they've done this theme a few times, perhaps maybe even twice in Australian Survivor history, and they've just thought, let's just rebrand it into something a little bit different. Because to me, Titans and Rebels is very similar to Champions and Contenders. What are your thoughts on that? Am I, am I just seeing it... In a different way to everyone else's, this, this is what you're seeing too. Is a Titan just a champion? 
as a contender, just another underdog like a rebel, or is this is this completely different? Am I completely off 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 base? I think I think we need to let this season start. Okay, we need to let this season start, and we will see the Titans form and the Rebels form. We will understand. We've already seen in some of the preseason content that the Rebels half of them are fucking lying about their uh, employment. Like it's they're really. They're, I think I actually disagree with the. Um, champions versus contenders. I think this is a cross between champions versus contenders and heroes versus villains. Okay? Right. I think they've crossed the two, okay? And they've come up with Titans versus Rebels. I actually am really excited for this theme now. It was, at first, yeah, I, I champions versus contenders, champions versus contenders. It's just champions versus contenders three. Now, it's a cross, bro. Like, this is champions versus contenders, heroes versus villains, crossed in a lab and they've come up with some good shit. This preseason content is amazing. These players are entertaining as fuck. I am so keen to get into this season. Yeah, I will say, just going through the cast list and I've watched like all the videos on 10Play, which are out there and I reckon anyone that's interested in, in you know getting deep into the season, go and watch those videos because they do like a little two minutes on everyone and you sort of get a sense of who everyone is. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of interesting characters, which, you know, we can't always say with the Australian Survivor seasons. They, they, casting is maybe not their strong suit, but I do think this could be one of the strongest casts we've seen. I think there's a lot of compelling uh, characters, a lot of um, big personalities, as well as a lot of players that have maybe an interesting way of looking at the game. So hopefully that translates into a good season. Um, on the whole, the whole Champions thing, like, it's, it's another, like, David Goliath type season. It's, it's, yeah, it's all these things, but, the thing I, I, that I, I want to point out is any of those seasons where there's a verse in the middle, where it's one one thing versus another thing, it generates this rivalry, and it sort of can like reverberate through the whole game for a long time. And I think what they've tried to do is, is, is set up these two tribes to go against each other. So as a storytelling device, it's easy for a casual fan to understand it. Like, I'm on this team, and I hate that team. And that's how it always is. Whereas if these were just two tribes with just random names... They don't have that same sense of, like, this is my team and I'm going to fight for them till the death. So I do think it's the easiest way to get a casual audience engaged. It's easy to understand. And it's it's a good storytelling uh, point to, to start off with. So I, I can understand why they do it, did it. And I'm sure it's going to be a fun season. Mate, for the first time this season, I'm going to answer with, I completely agree. And that will be one of a thousand. Um, <laughs> mate, that is so true. I... Like, I can't. I can't agree with you more. <laughs> it, the, look, Australian Survivor is now starting to get a fan base. The casual fans are starting... Some of them are starting to convert. They're starting to... They're, they're still not watching US. They're not watching UK. They're not watching South Africa. But they're starting to convert. They're starting to rewatch seasons. Okay? Australian Survivor can play with it a little bit. And I've got quite a lot on this subject to talk about, about just how good Heroes versus Villains did from the production side. They've, they, they're listening to the fans, they're understanding, but at the same time, they're still trying to build the fan base. They're not US Survivor, where US Survivor can just drop a season, put a number next to it, and know that everyone's going to turn up every week. Okay, we can't do that here in Australia. We still need to get those casual people. We need the Georges. We need the Ferrises. We need these people to bring people to us and get them involved, get them loving Australian Survivor so this product can continue. Last season, 
the non-eliminations. We understand Australian Survivor has to do it. We could talk all day about how much we hate them, but last season, the non-eliminations were next level. They really thought about it. They listened to the Survivor community and they made them less complex. They made them easier and a little bit easier to swallow. There was one in the post-merge instead of four. It was a lot better created. The fans they brought, uh, the play, the casting that they brought back last season, yes, they brought back these huge names from previous seasons and they brought in a whole lot of fodder for them. It worked. It worked. Heroes versus Villains, Australian Survivor was one of the best seasons out there. It is arguably one of the, has some of the most entertaining characters out there. It was brilliant. And now this season, I think they've even stepped it up a little bit more. They've brought on entertaining super fans and mixed in a few casuals and then a few fucking TikTok stars that don't know what the fuck they're doing. And (laughs) Either way, the TikTok stars are going to be entertaining. The casuals are going to be enjoyable and possible fodder. And the super fans are going to probably bite themselves in the ass to a certain extent. Because there's so many of them. There's going to be a freak situation. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it to start, mate. Yeah, I, I do think just, just now that the Australian Survivors had a little bit of longevity, it's been on for, what, eight years now? Or it's in its eighth, eighth yeah. year of, of actual you know, years of... of of life, um, yeah, it's it's taken a bit of evolution from that first season, and it's it's found its own pathway and found its own game. And I guess the longer it goes on, the more complex that game will be, and the more fun that game will be. And I think what we did see last season with Heroes and Villains was, I mean, I went on record to say it was the best season of all time in any franchise. And oh yeah, I'll probably stand by that. Maybe it was a little bit hyperbolic at the time, and maybe we were a little bit recency biased, but I think on a rewatch it would hold up. And and I think um, we spoke about it a lot during the UK season. We just watched how. Each week, the game is evolving. And I think that's something that Australian Survivor has done over the last sort of eight years. It's evolved every season. It's sort of added the, you know, the, the non-eliminations have got a little bit better and the gameplay's got a little bit more complex and it's just improved year on year. So I do have very high hopes for this season. And yeah, like we said, the cast is great. It's got a theme. We can all get behind it. You know, Titans is this epic sort of portrayal of these you know, massive warriors that are you know, the greatest people on earth. And the Rebels are like someone, the underdog, that everyone wants to get behind the underdog and... I don't know about you, but the Rebels are the team that I'm going to go for because, you know, no one likes the Titans because they've already achieved so much in their life. And I think in Australia, like, tall poppy syndrome is a real thing and we don't like people that have, they're over-successful. So the Rebels are going to be everyone's favourite and hopefully they're, they're somewhat successful. And, you know, if they're not, it might be even better because we're still going to root even harder for them. So I think the theme, the theme will work, the cast will work, and, and the evolution of the game will go to that next level and, and uh, hopefully be a, a fantastic season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mate, let's get into it. All right, Titans versus Rebels, Australian Survivor, physical game, okay? No matter what you say, those first few we- those first few episodes, is the strengths involved, okay? Which team wins? From what you've seen, who are the giants of this season? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, like you said, Australian Survivor is so big on the physical strength, especially in the tribal um, aspect of it when it's still two tribes competing. Uh, there's so many like one-on-one challenges, just completely strength-based, or like the team challenges where they all have to hold something up, just purely strength. 
And look, a pre- they're pretty evenly matched. Like you look at someone like Jaden, um, Jaden and Nathan. He's, he's, a, he's a standout. He's a standout. Jaden's a standout. He's a strong man. He's a powerlifter. He's a, he's a mountain of a man. And um, yeah, Nathan, ex AFL guy, he looks pretty fit. He looks like he can hold himself. And then you look at someone like you know Ferris and Tobias, also two strong guys who seem to be physically capable. Um, you got V on the Titans, another fit fit woman. Kirby looks fit. She was an ex AFL player. So there's a, there's quite a few uh, athletic people, definitely. Um, so if, if you're asking me who's going to be like dominant early on, I can't tell you. I think it's I think it's just challenge dependent and who can get their shit together. And if we're going on that, I would say the Titans because historically, like champions tribes generally dominate early. Um, and I just, I just see the Titans, Titans as an extension of that. So if, I would say they're going to be the dominant tribe early on. Look, um, I, I definitely believe that the Titans have some big players, some big, strong, physical men and women. However, season one of Champions versus Contenders, the champions smashed it. They killed it. They miscast for how physical Australian Survivor is. Season two was a lot more even, okay? They had a few older guys. They had a few outdated guys like E.T., etc. And the contenders had almost dominated at first the physical challenges. I think it was champions won rewards and contenders won immunity. So I think Australian Survivor will do a very good job of trying to evenly match these two teams. To me, I'm actually seeing the Rebels as a little bit stronger overall. Even Garrick, who's 59, seems like he's not the un, like the most unfit 59-year-old. Like The dude seems like he'd be pretty strong. Riding motorbikes for long times is not an easy thing. It takes endurance, etc. Um, the only person that sort of stands out a little bit on that tribe as not being the strongest is Raymond. But in the Titans tribe, I'm, I'm seeing it just like even Eden just does not look that fit. He, he supposedly is okay, but and Mark's a, a good swimmer. Like they're, these are like bigger humans that just haven't done a whole lot physically. So I'm seeing a lot more strength in the Rebels tribe. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, we don't know until they're in a challenge and they're either running or lifting something heavy or swimming or something. Like, it's it's very hard to judge someone's physical, you know, athleticism without even seeing them. So that's what we're going off. We're going off these little videos and little bios and stuff. I will say, on you know, on one of the ads we see on Channel 10, there's literally uh, the Titans are winning one of the challenges. So there's a spoiler <laughs> alert there. So maybe I'll, I'll base it a little bit off that. But, yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's going to be even, and that's what we hope for. Um, yeah. Ultimately, the challenges are, they are a big part of Australian Survivor. As much as we love the strategy and all that behind it, um, challenges are just a big thing. They do it really well. They're big and epic. And um, I do look forward to them nowadays. I never, I never used to before, but I do think they've just done it in a really cool way. The Australian Survivor, they always come up with sort of new things and um, they, do them, they do them well. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, mate. Day one, you're at the Titans camp. What do you expect to come out of this? You've seen the cast. Titans versus Rebels. What's what are the Titans doing? Are they are they strength? Are they mateship, mate? Yeah, I think I think the Titans, you know, day one, they're all very successful people. They come from like, you know, the the, the upper echelon of their careers or you know, stuff like that. So they're probably all very like polite people who sort of 
don't really want to like be the sneaky one early on. They sort of just want to get everyone to get on the same page. We're the Titans. We're the strong ones. Let's go, just go smash the Rebels. And I do think like there'd be less sort of sneakiness and less um, backstabbing, I suppose, to start with. I mean, that will come later, but I do think to start with, they all sort of want to be like harmonious and singing from the same, the same hymn sheet. Whereas I do think yeah. the Rebels, just by nature of the name itself even, just you know, these people go against the grain, apparently. Um, yeah, they're supposed to be these uh, outside-the-box thinkers, these sort of no-collar people who just sort of do what they want and scrap by through life. So that sort of lends itself to more of like a cutthroat nature, I suppose, trying to get themselves ahead rather than the team ahead. Um, so we might see a little bit more of that sort of sneakiness and that uh, backstabbing, lying sort of thing, which, yeah, it was always fun for the TV uh, survivor. Definitely. Look, I, I, I like what you're saying. I'm seeing the first votes from each tribe, okay? So Rebels... I feel like it's going to be, oh, who's my biggest threat? Who, Who's my archetype? Who's going to get the airtime? Like, let's get this sort of person out. It's going to be a lot more scheming. But then you look at the Titans and you just feel like you just don't want to be that first person to rock the boat. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be so much physically based who gets voted out. It's just going to be that one person that's annoying, that one person that's a little bit immature, Possibly a winner could be could be an option there. Um, Eden talks about how he's entertaining to the point of annoying. Uh, you've, you've got a Jess who is so smart that you feel like she can't help but almost put people down and feel superior to them. These are the sort of things that will scare and... Rock, literally rock the boat, rock the Titan boat. Yeah, I do and they're the people that are going to get voted off first. Yeah, I, I do think the outspoken person on the Titans, especially, is going to be the one that yeah sort of gets singled out. Um, yeah, and, and probably on the Rebels. Yeah, like you were saying, like they're probably willing to make a bigger move to start with, rather than the easy vote. Whereas the Titans probably looking for that easy vote, someone that doesn't fit in. You know, so yeah. Do you want to do you want to do our first boot picks now? Yeah, let's 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 do our first. Let's do it. Who's first out for you? So I mean, look, they're all great people. Let's just say that to start with, they're all great people. But someone has to go first. So logically, I just think a rebel will go first. I just think Titans will win the first challenge. So I've, I've narrowed it down to a rebel, and historic history would say that a female will go first. Like it just happens more often than not. So I've narrowed it down to a rebel female, and the one that really stands out to me as the first boot is unfortunately another stereotype, the older lady. Um, she calls herself the no BS psychologist. It is Kelly. And the problem I have with Kelly is, and and to be fair, this is most psychologists that go and survive it. They think that they go and survive it and they can read people in this way that is so unique to them and that no one else can read anyone. But I'm a psychologist, so I can understand how people's minds think. And they get too, I, I feel, they get too much in their head about the psychology part of it and rather than just trying to bond with people. And it's usually a bit of a downfall. And I just think, given her age, given her, given her gender, um, she, she says she's really outspoken. I just I just don't see her lasting in this game. And, and Kelly is my pick for first boot. Sorry, Kelly. Sorry, Kelly. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go opposite to you. I think Titans lose the first challenge. And I'm giving mine to Jess. Um, 
Jess is a very, very smart chick, and I, I want to talk talk about her a little bit later. But she's almost too smart for the game of Survivor. She, I think, she talks about in her video in her preseason video that she really does take things personally, and in Survivor that is a huge thing that will fuck you up. It will really fuck you up, and. She talks about how she is one of the best lecturers in Australia. Like that, I, I don't want to be a dick here, but that fucking that that's a stick up to your ass, right? <laughs> that's like, that's a stick up your ass. Like you you I, you, I bet you're smart. You, you but it's going to piss people off. Okay, you're going to look down on people. You're not going to mean to. That's what I foresee. Yeah, I mean, you said we'll talk about it later. Let's just stick with her now because I had similar opinions. I watched the little video with my wife and we both said, like, wow, this, this she's a little bit high on herself, this one. And she's probably, look, she's obviously very smart. She's got she deserves to. No, no, I, 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 I want to just jump in. Jess deserves to be high on herself. She is very smart. It's not going to help you, buddy. It's not going to help you. you. You haven't got the right smarts for Survivor, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one thing to be confident and be um, you know, proud of yourself and the things, things you've done. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's when you're overconfident and it, it comes across as a, a bit of arrogance. And if you don't hold that projection, projection back, if you actually project yourself as this super confident person, it comes across the wrong way. So I just don't think... Um, I, I had a pretty high on the list of first boot contenders, but not she wasn't the one. She just doesn't come across as approachable either. Like I don't see her as this friendly person that gets along with everyone, so... I just didn't get a good vibe. Look, we only see. I saw a two-minute clip of her. I don't know her. Uh, I hope she proves me wrong. But yeah, I see it pretty similar to you. And um, she just didn't. She wasn't the type of person that I think would go very far. Yeah, um, Rogue Two Point I don't think she's that outspoken. <laughs> Rogue was she's not that. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we 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 shouldn't have said that name. The, the name that should not be said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> already, she's brought up. Hey, hey, uh, what is it? All publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so good on your own. We just publicised. Oh, no, now I feel sad. Um, okay, all right. Um, let's let's move on. I want to talk about. Someone uh, that I'm quite confident in. Someone that I really enjoyed and I think has a chance. So Australian Survivor loves that beta winner. It's that That's how the game is structured. It's not structured for big players to win. Yes, we get a David. But David's game in camp was not the big player that we saw in confessionals. Mark talks about the strategy that he studied before going into the game to make himself smaller, to make himself feel more neutral, a neutral human being instead of the mammoth that he is. Eileen? Aileen? Aileen. How do you pronounce it? Aileen. Aileen is my... If if I was to choose a beta winner this season, which I'm not going to, but if I was going to... She would be my pick. She's a super fan. She's in sales. She does waitressing on the weekends. This is great things for Australian Survivor. If she can get through those first four votes, say Rebels win two, lose two, she somehow slips through those first two votes as possibly not the biggest physical player that is needed in those first few episodes. 
I really see her going a long way. I got good stuff from her. I very much understand the strict parent thing. Mine definitely weren't tiger parents, but I can understand and it created a fire in me that I believe she's got and I love it. I love and I am so going to enjoy watching her on TV. Yeah, are you ready for this? Because you might hear this a lot this season. I completely disagree with you. I just I did not see that <laughs> the same way at all. I I watched a little video and she just came across as for someone on the Rebels tribe, she seemed too straight, too nice, too polite. Didn't have that edge to her that I think a lot of the, a lot of the Rebels do have. I just don't see her fitting in with anybody on that tribe. I just don't think she'll find her people. I think she might be in an alliance, but she's going to be on the bottom of that alliance for sure. I don't think she has. I don't, she doesn't have that cutting edge about her, whereas a lot of other people do. So I think she might be like tagged along as a number, but I see her pretty powerless. I just don't think she has it. Um, yeah, she's a fan, and that's good. That's good to have those skills and those that knowledge of sort of what to do in situations. But I don't know if she has the necessary. I don't know the cutting edge, or even she's not going to have those social bonds to use the numbers to do anything. So. I think she'll just be part of a bigger group, if anything, or just be targeted early. So I do not see Eileen the way you are. Okay, yeah, yeah, you definitely don't. I think um, waitressing and sales is a way to create social bonds. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think literally both her careers are personal bond sort of making careers. But yeah, hey, look. For our first, our first, um, first discussion of the of the first disagreement. The thing is, okay, she didn't have the charisma that came across the TV for me. Like she just didn't have any sort of pizzazz, whereas a lot of these other people do, and you can feel it coming through the TV. I didn't get that from her. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next person I want to talk about is Mark. Now, I like Mark. Mark's a diplomat. Does he tell people he's a diplomat? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he's going to be diplomatic about it and probably do that. Um, by the way, I've been saving that for a while. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark, Mark seemed cool. I don't, I don't know about how physically fit he is, um, which obviously is a lacking thing. And but he seems like a quite a well-spoken person, almost too well-spoken. When um, say he mixes and matches with some rebels, I think he will go well on the Titans tribe and. Just in general, this guy really creates this sense of, holy fuck, what the hell am I doing with my life? This guy is just, like, he's gone to Afghanistan, he's he's helped out uh, people get out of jail in other countries, um, citizens of Australia. He's He's done some amazing things. And I'm only a few years younger than him, and I've got to do some pretty cool shit over the next three years. Otherwise, um, I'm going to feel like not a rebel, more like a miniature statue to this titan. Yeah, look, he's obviously extremely successful in his life, and you shouldn't try and compete with him because if there were, if you were on one of these two tribes, you'd definitely be the rebel. You have that sort of edge about you. You know, you, you've been to jail, and yeah, you've. you've I've been to jail, have I? Sorry, you've got a criminal record. You, yeah, you're a bit edgy, you know? I, I haven't been to jail, guys. I haven't been to jail. Right, we all do stupid shit in, in our teens. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we won't go into that story, but anyway. Um, I, he is obviously very good at what he does. Now, the thing with Mark is, when you said, oh, I want to talk about Mark for a little bit, I'm like, okay, I'll re his video, and I struggled to watch it the first time. 
and the second time it was just as boring. I didn't, I didn't like him at all. I didn't, didn't find him compelling. And I, I hate to. Do you like any of the people I brought up? I do, I do, but just the ones you've just spoken about, not so much. I didn't find him um, charismatic at all. Same thing as Eileen. I just didn't. He wasn't jumping off the screen for me, and he just. I don't know if he's. I think he'll be okay early on. He'll find people that can sort of speak in his language, um, because they're titans, and that's sort of he is like the stereotypical titan, I suppose. So I think he'll fit in. I just don't know if he's going to be a fun character for me to watch. Um, and I, I'm not sure if he can win the game. I like. He, he might go far. He might not. It's hard to really gauge where he's going to finish, but I don't know if he's got it, what it takes to take it out. Uh, too easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already, like, silenced by uh, the disagreements. <laughs> Well, let's talk, let me, can I bring up some people that we can chat about? Some people that I thought were fun and interesting. Now, we're not going to go through the whole cast because that's going to, you know, we're not doing that. We've got a couple of people with a single out each and let's let's keep going. So someone yeah. I want to talk about, and this is the person that sort of jumps off the page the most for me, the one I'm probably the most excited to watch uh, in terms of a TV character. Not so much gameplay, but definitely the character that stands out to me is Eden. Um, Eden is this... Movie cinema uh, manager. He manages 11 different cinemas around the country or the state. I'm not really sure. Um, and he loves movies, which is fun. Uh, who doesn't love movies, right? He calls himself the narrator. He likes to be creative and make movies and stuff. And he says he's he's the, the mix where he's funny to the point where it's almost annoying. And I think mm. this man is a showman. He's going to make great TV. He's going to have great confessionals. He's gonna, hopefully going to be the storyteller of the season. I really have high hopes for Eden as a character. I'm not sure about his gameplay, but that's not important. Sometimes we want the person just to be the biggest, best character, like a George, but George had both the gameplay and the character. So I have high hopes for Eden. He will be fun, and um, I hope he goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, and again, I have to disagree. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I, 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 I genuinely... Saw the annoying more than the funny. Um, actually, no, I, I loved him. He was entertaining as fuck. I really enjoyed his video. By the way, um, I know he follows us, so thank you, Eden. Cheers for that. Um, but, mate, acting, actors on Survivor are singled out. And I feel like when you sit in front of a movie screen... All the time, you like movies to the point that it's a detriment and you miss certain social skills. And they're trying to substitute that with some acting skills that you had in the past. I just I just don't see this ending well for him. I actually, I put him pre-merge. I don't think he makes it to the merge. I, I'd love to be wrong because he's a super fan. He's got a Survivor Melbourne t-shirt on. How good's that? He's one of us. He's into L- LRGs. Like, this is this is... The person that I want to win the game, I'm just worried. I'm worried that he's going to put too much into it. He's going to be too entertaining, too funny, to the point that it gets annoying. We saw Matt Dixon be the first person voted out of Champions versus Contenders Season 1. I don't see Eden being the first person voted out, but unfortunately, I just don't see longevity for him in the game. No, that's totally fair. I totally understand your point of view, and, and I'm not saying is he going to be the you know, is he going to go really far and dominate the whole game? I probably not, but I hope that he stays around long enough to sort of build this this character as like one of the one of the biggest characters of the season, and and yeah, you know, he can he can last in the memories there. So I have high hopes in that regard. Um, not sure on the gameplay, but you know what? 
that's not that important to me. I do want to see entertainment on my TV screen, and the longer he stays around, I've no doubt he'll make the show better. Yeah. And Eden, you will always be close in my heart because you're the first Titan versus Rebel to follow us on Instagram. So thanks, mate. Is that right? Really appreciate it. Very good. Yeah. I love you, Eden. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Eden. Thank you. Uh, okay. Who you got else? Who else you got, mate? Another one I want to talk about is uh, Peter. And she was someone that really stood out to me in her little video. She was almost my winner pick. I, I was tossing up between her and another one, and we'll get to that person uh, a little bit later. But she, something about her really stood out to me as this really down-to-earth sort of person, really easy to get along with. She came across, got that little bit of an edge to her. Um, she's a bar manager. She's 33, great age for Survivor. Uh, I do like a person sort of between the ages of 27 and 35. That's sort of like the sweet spot for a Survivor winner. So I do see her as a potential winner contender. I just think she has a bit of everything about her. She's an absolute fan of the show. She's watched like all, all the franchises. Um, and she just gives off a really good vibe, really approachable. And I do think Peter is going to be a, a, a long time in this game. Yeah, a force to be reckoned with. I, I agree with that. I, I did like Peter. She seems like the type of person I would have hung out, in, hung out with in my 20s. Not eating, not sleeping. <laughs> like my life was Survivor. Um, she she seems great. She seems entertaining. I, I very much enjoy her. Uh, enjoyed her two or three minutes that she got, and just being a fan on top of that, just it's amazing. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I'm loving these super fans getting brought onto this show. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I also think being it a mark- gives me a chance, mate. Well, we, we got a chance, day. bro. Yeah, one day we'll get on. I mean, one of us at least. But I think being a mum, she's got three kids. She's, you know, she's lived a life, and she's only thirty-three, so she's got life experience in a lot of different forms. Any anyone with kids, she can bond with over that. She's young enough to still bond with young people. She seems like really cool. She's got the tats, so she's got a bit of everything about her, and um, she's a really con- a big contender for me. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. She was high up on my list as a contender. Last person I want to talk about is uh, Faraz. And this is a guy we've seen a fair bit of him on the, in, the pro, in the promos. He, he's this sort of big, um, he calls himself an Arab. Uh, he wants to sort of follow, finish the, the job that George started. So I like that about him. He comes across to me as, you know, as a, bit, a bit stereotypical, but he looks like a bit of a used car salesman. And, you know, they always come across a little bit sneaky. And um, he doesn't do that as a job, and that's fine. He's a smart guy. He's a math teacher. He was a math teacher. He's a business sort of guy now. And I just really think he is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think he's going to be really crafty. I think he's going to he's going to get his alliance. He's going to he's going to sort of wheel and deal. I do think he's going to make moves. I think for, uh, Ferris is going to be a, a good character for the TV. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be the character for the TV. He they're definitely putting a lot into him in the preseason. He's a. He's, I'm seeing his face everywhere now. I, a bit of a bit of a hot take. Um, I'm going to tell you my winner pick right now. Oh wow! Is it is it for us? It is. It is he. It wow. is he. I. I'm actually getting like he he talks about George. I'm getting a little bit of golden god vibes. I'm yeah. getting a guy. I, just the emotion that I saw coming to the end of his video. And you can see, like, he wants it. He wants this. And I feel like his confessional is going to be fire. His confessionals are going to slay. I've never said that before in my life. 
Um, congrats to me. I am now what? Um, I'm a millennial, not elder. What's it? Younger. younger one, I don't know. Gen Z. <laughs> uh, younger. Yeah, I don't know that that one. Gen yeah. Z. Um, anyway. Mate, he is going to kill it in confessionals. We are going to love every second that he's on our TV screen. However, I don't see him being that outspoken around camp. I think, oh, don't get me wrong, he'll put it on here and there. He'll make friends. The dude's in HR. HR is literally dealing with people, picking what people work well in what situation. This guy is smarter then he puts on, I don't, he calls himself a genius. I'm not sure about the genius part, but I, I, I like this guy. I really do. He's a big dude. He can, I, I reckon he can win immunities. And these days, sometimes the big guy gets to the end. Everything he's saying in these, in like this content that we're getting tells me he might be our winner. Yeah, I, I think he's a, he's a contender. Uh, I don't have him as a as a top sort of top three or four, but I can see what you're saying. I think one of his issues will be literally his physical height. I, I, I just there's something about just tall people. They just get targeted at merge or, or you know even just before the merge as, as his figures. <laughs> I know Mark won. I know Dave won, but that's so hard to do. And I, does he have it in him to be this good? Like those two were two of the best games we've seen. Um, does Faraz have those skills? I'm not so sure. I, I, I think he does. I, I personally have faith. I think he does. I, I, I like what I see. So that's that's just me. That's the hot take, and I knew it was going to be a hot take. <laughs> I, th- I think what I, what I liked about him is he said he wants to play play up the stereotype of the dumb Arab. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that's a good strategy to sort of play down your, your smarts, just sort of be a little bit dopey, docile, try not to be too outspoken just to sort of fly under the radar as much as you can because someone like him, they sort of instantly just expect him to be a bit abrasive and a bit um, outspoken. So if he can sort of uh, dumb that down a bit and just sort of lay a bit lower, that's his best bet. Um, whether he can do that is, is, one, is one thing. Like you get hungry, you get tired. Can you, can you control your personality to those points? I'm not so sure, but it's going to be fun. I think he's going to be a good character and hopefully he's in it for a long time. Yeah. All right, now bring it. Hit me. It's time. What is Max winner pick for the season? Yeah, so we just said your winner pick is mine. So I was tossing up obviously between Peter and this person. So this person, another one in their thirties, thirty-three, another great age. Like I said, in that sweet spot, twenty-seven, thirty-five. Um, it's it's Frankie, Frankie, the salon owner uh, from the Titans. Now, historically, you know the champions versus contender seasons were won by, both by champions. So I wanted to get someone on the Titans tribe because I, I see it in a similar way. Um, Frankie is a salon owner, which is a, a job where, you know, you cut someone's hair or whatever and you talk to them for hours on end. And I just, I think that approachability and that, like, being that affable person that everyone gets along with is such a good commodity to have in the game. Um, she talks about how everyone just talks to her and gives her the goss and she's going to do that in the game and just get everyone's secrets. I, I just I think she has the skills to do it. I just see something in her that I like her vibe. She comes across really laid back, um, but also you can see that she's smart enough. Um, I just I just I like her. Uh, we just saw yeah. Jam Jam win season forty four. He was a salon owner. I just I think that sort of profession lends itself to being a good social player. So 
High hopes for Frankie. What are your thoughts? Yeah. And uh, look, uh, she talks about her life. She goes to the gym. She goes to work. She goes to the gym. She goes to work. That's that's what her life is. And the gym, there you go. There's the physical. She's obviously a fit chick. And then she's got the salon owner. That is as social as you can get. That just brings it down. That's two of the three facets. If she has the strategy behind that, I believe she owns her own business. So there is some sort of strategy to that. Is is this going to be enough? Look, I she was high on my list. I'm glad she's at the top of yours. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. I see, I see good things for Frankie. Yeah, I just, I just think she's got a bit of everything. And um, if she can... Like we, we, yeah. She says she goes to the gym. If she can last those first few votes, where it's super physical, and she, if she's good enough in the challenges, I think come merge time, who's targeting her? Like she's just going to be that social player, sort of, yeah, you know, getting all the information, using it to her advantage, and just finding a way to the end. And that's how I see a Frankie win. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a little bit of word association now. Okay. I'm going to hit you with a name, and you're going to say. Who popped out as the closest person to that archetype? Okay. Okay, cool. cool. Okay. Who is the next Haley Leak? Oh, it's it's got to be Frankie. I mean, if she's my winner pick, Haley was a great winner. She had a bit of everything. I just I feel like Frankie's in that same mold. Yeah. Look, I, I would probably go closer to Rihanna just because she's a paramedic. She understands the pain side. Also, you, you, you can't be dumb being a paramedic, and you need to be reasonably fit. So... That's that's what I'm foreseeing, but Frankie's a good one there. Okay, the Golden God. I'm going to go with Jaden. I think Jaden has a. I, from what I saw him, he seemed like the funniest person on the cast, and Dave was always funny. Um, Jaden's got a bit about him, and I just think I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Jaden, someone we haven't really spoken about, but he he looks like the the funniest one on the cast. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He, he was definitely the funniest person on the cast. Unfortunately, not understanding what Survivor is, not knowing the three O's, yeah. uh, scares the shit out of me. And, uh, like, obviously, he's a TikTok star, so that's just... Um, I, that, that can be a little bit worrying, especially with the amount of fans. Uh, that, that makes me feel almost like a bit of fodder So to me, but that's, that's just my opinion. Okay. Fucking Christy Bennett. Christy Bennett, the under-the-radar winner. Um, probably someone like a... Maybe a Kirby. I could see a Kirby being in that sort of mould. Sort of... Probably underestimated to a point. Um, just really easy to get along with, I suppose. Not making waves. Finding a way through the game. Kirby was another one I had pretty high on my winner's, winners contenders list. Um, so I think she could be the, the Christy Bennett type. Yeah. I had Aileen as okay. Christy Bennett. I I that's that's I just felt it. I felt that enjoyment from her and that that want that want to win. Uh, having Tiger parents, I believe, obviously not having them myself, but I believe like she's just going to put everything into it, just like Christy did. And I love the drive. So that's that's me personally. Okay. Mark Wales. I think, I think um, V or Viola, what, what are we calling her? V? v? I think yeah. she could be like the yeah. Mark, like this big presence 
who has to sort of play it down in a way. Um, she like we see a fair bit of her in the promos as well, and I, I think she's obviously very confident. She's this power lifter, and she might have to sort of play down that personality because it seems very strong, and that's something Mark did super well in his winning season. Um, so if she can do that, she could go a long way. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. I didn't even think about that like that, and I enjoy it. I really do. I think um, I was thinking more Alex. So Alex, I think, is going to be a huge character in his confessionals. Personally, I think he's going to be brilliant. Uh, he has, for a rebel, he has a Titan resume. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I believe, like, he's... he's, he's He's been in MMA cage fights. Like he, like this is this is sick. Like this is so cool. Um, I'm really excited to see this guy. We see him with Lockie at Mount Kilimanjaro, so we know that he's at least talked about Survivor, or at least knows what Survivor is. So that's probably better than half of last year's cast. Um, I, I can't say that anymore because this year's cast, a lot of them are fans. Yeah, it's good. Good news. <laughs> um, okay, how about? King George himself, who do we see? Well, I mean, we spoke about Ferris, but I, I think King George is going to be Eden. I think Eden's the the comparable one, the entertainer. Does he have the strategy to match? I'm not so sure, but but he can he can match George for confessionals, and that's that was George's sort of big thing is is what he was delivering in the confessionals. So I think Eden could be the next breakout star of Survivor. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I thought, I thought very similar vibes. Um, some people weren't the biggest fan of George. Um, and I feel like some people won't be the biggest fan of Eden. However, I think if he, if he's got some wits about him, he's got some strategy. He's obviously a fan of the game. If he can match it, they could definitely be the next George. Oh, don't let George hear me say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and now a friend of the podcast and just just a friend to all Survivor fans in general, we have the amazing Sneaky Steve. Sneaky Steve, I think I think it's, it's sort of, there's two of them I think that could replicate a Stevie. It's Raymond and it's uh, Scott. Um, both come across as a little bit sort of airy-fairy. They sort of live in their own... Unique worlds. Uh, I'm not sure which one's the weirdest, but to me, it's one of them too. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I like it. I like it. Mate, that is the preview episode for Titans versus Rebels. It's been great talking to you again, Mac. Of course, we've talked in the off-season, but it's been great talking to you again on air and in my living room, even though you're not here. <laughs> it's been <laughs> Good on you, mate. What do we got going on? What do we have coming up at Buffs, Blindsides and Banter? Yeah, well, first off, it has been a lot of fun. Uh, like, I wasn't super excited yet for the season, but, yeah, doing a little bit of research and they brought it forward a week you know, out of the blue, which made it, yeah, a little bit hard for us. We weren't really prepared, but I'm, I'm getting excited now. Now it's only a few days away, and uh, it's, I think it really promises to be a great season. Uh, what's coming up for Survivor, Buffs, Blindsides and Banter? Huge season ahead, obviously, the, you know, Titans Rebels. We have a huge guest list. And uh, can we drop the first name they're having on our first episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we should. I I am excited. I am excited because we've actually t- we've said this name on this podcast so far. We have 
Christy Bennett, winner of Australian Survivor Season 1 or 3 or whatever you think. 2016, the first ever winner in the new era of Australian Survivor, the Queen. The reason Australian Survivor is on our screens. Still. She killed it. She beat Lee Castledine. We're so excited to have her. Yeah, she's a heavy hitter, obviously. Uh, having a winner on the podcast going to be a great, great fun for us. Uh, we've obviously hung out with her a few times now, so it should be some good banter. Uh, Christy Swords and Survivor are very uh, unique because she's played the game, whereas we haven't. So we might actually get some good insight about it. And uh, I really look forward to the chat with Christy. They're always fun. Um, amongst her, we have a, you know, a myriad of guests throughout the season booked in. It's going to be a top season. Um, just keep an eye on any social media platforms coming up. We've got some new stuff happening, so just um, make sure you follow us and everything we're doing. Uh, Buckles will give you the plugs at the end. And, uh, yeah, like I said, look forward to a great season. Yeah. Look, yeah, buffs, blindsides, and banter. We've got a team behind us now. It's not just me and Mac and Jackie handling the socials, which we suck at. Jackie doesn't. She's killing it on Instagram, but we suck at the socials. So there's a team behind us. Just listen out. There's there's things coming up in the next few weeks that you need to be a part of. And we just thank you so much for making it this far, for supporting us through our first year of podcasting. It's been absolutely great. Me and Mac, we do it for the love of the game. We probably, we, we did it on the phone and then it just turned into a podcast. This arguing between the two of us, never agreeing on anything. Um, it just turned into this, and thank you so much, everyone. Get us at Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter on Facebook. Get us on Instagram at Survivor underscore, uh, underscore 3BS. Get us on Twitter at Survivor 3BS. This is exciting. Get keen, guys. Christy Bennett is not the only heavy hitter we've got as a guest this season. We've got more people coming up. You'll know them. You'll love them. It's going to be great. Mac, thank you so much. Can't wait. It's going to be great. And uh, oh, Christy Bennett, I mean, how, how do you get better than that? Christy Bennett, she won the game. <laughs> she won the fucking game. She won. We're going to be speechless in just in awe of everything she's going to say. It's going to be great. Yeah, All right. I've been Buckles. He's been Mac. You've been awesome for the second year in a row. Let's get it on. Let's See do it. Man. Titans and Rebels, baby. See ya. Yeah. Next week, Buckles. Bye. Bye. Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Yeah. Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Thank you.